0: Anybody seen enough of Devin Bush yet? I would imagine. Oh! The management of this football team has. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovatovic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. It'll be Steelers and Panthers Sunday In Charlotte, that's a 1.02 p.m. kickoff inside Bank of America Stadium, and there aren't many things that you can be sure of going into an odd matchup like this where you have a couple of five and eight teams, one of them apparently on the way down, one of them apparently on the way up, but then we don't know about either case. The one thing I think you can take to the bank is that no inside linebacker in black and gold, will be making a big play. I'll start by saying that I offer that respectively as it relates to Miles Jack because I know he's playing through a tough knee condition and he was further slowed yesterday in practice by a troublesome groin and it's just not gone well for him. He's performed okay when he's been healthy, he hasn't been healthy enough. Robert Spillane's not going to come up with any splash for you. Robert Spillane's not about splash. He would tell you that himself. And then there's Bush. We don't need to revisit the hole they traded up to get him. He was supposed to be the guy who finally replaced Ryan Shazier, and he started off like a house of fire until the knee injury and all that other stuff. You know the story. What you also know is what you're seeing. This year... Nobody, including Bush himself, would assign any shortcoming that he's got to the knee. It's been more than two years since that injury. He's about as back as back gets when it comes to physical fitness. The uglier truth is that he doesn't make football plays. Yeah, there are tackles. Most of those analytics will show are five or even 10 yards down the field. He doesn't fill gaps and he doesn't come within a solar system of generating splash. This season, he's got two tackles for losses, none of them sacks, two passes defensed, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. He's just a guy taking up space i like this kid i really do i feel almost obligated to throw that in i know he hasn't always hit it off with the public he definitely hasn't hit it off with other reporters i feel like i've been able to have good conversations with him including about negative stuff whether it was real or perceived And it's no fun to say this. I'm not piling on. I just haven't seen what you need to see, not from a guy that you trade up to get, not from someone who you made the same move to get Troy Polamalu with. Just from a starting NFL inside linebacker. I'm not measuring him against the original expectations. I'm measuring him against a starting NFL inside linebacker. That strikes me as being plenty reasonable. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect Rigor. Relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. So what do you do with him? Well, the Steelers already chose not to exercise a fifth-year option on him, which means once his contract expires this season, he's a free agent, and he can go anywhere he wants. If he believes that he's not getting a chance in Pittsburgh, if he believes that he's not being properly coached or whatever, and you might or might not have heard the remark from T.J. Watt three weeks ago that suggested that Bush and Brian Flores have occasionally butted heads, that's not uncommon. That happens with almost all players and all coaches. It's just that whenever it sneaks out, it can make a headline. But the very likely conclusion to this is they're just going to let him go. Or at the very most, make him an offer that's something that keeps him around maybe really late in the process, kind of like what happened with Terrell Edmonds. Or they could just agree to it early on. But what you don't like is when you have a lot of backup linebackers who aren't part of special teams, and I don't know that you'd have Bush on special teams. Not because he'd be above it or anything, he just hasn't done it. You know, you have no idea what kind of special teams player he can be. I had the feeling, entering this season, that it was going to be a make or break, and a part of me was even impressed and applauding the fact that the Steelers said, hey, let's give him one more try. Last year was a year where he, by all accounts, according to people inside the team, didn't need to play anywhere near as much as he did. They appreciated the fact that he went out there knowing that his knee wasn't in great shape. Mike Tomlin, in particular, really let him hear that in a positive way on multiple occasions. Great. But again, we're now a year later, and he's still not Shedding blocks. Heck, he he looks like he runs to embrace blocks. He's still not making up for gaps that get missed. He's still not flying to the football, and he's still not getting any splash, any splash at all. And that's the one area where I do feel it's fair to point out what all was done to acquire this player. You don't make a move like that to get yourself a starting inside linebacker. You make a move like that to get a special player, a legit top 10 player. And those guys get the football. The whole story is kind of a bummer, but it also needs to end. When we come back, J1Q. Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than five hundred craft beers available. More than three hundred and fifty of those local, and more than eighty of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped. Not for beer. Not for the. Awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Ed, who says, Well, DK, I say Mike Tomlin has had several opportunities to lead a Steelers reset since 2010, when for most of those years... He only needed to build the roster around a Hall of Fame level quarterback. All he was able to accomplish was to win three playoff games. Tomlin's most successful years occurred from 2007 to 2010, the decade before the last decade, with mostly a raw. Uh, I knew you were going to go there. Uh, I'll, I'll finish it. I'll finish reading it. So why should he be given even more time to lead a reset or rebuild when he has already had over a decade to clearly demonstrate he cannot do the job? If you hate Tomlin, just say you hate him. Look, I criticize the man, the coach, everything about him on a pretty regular basis when it's fair and deserved, at least in my view. But you're 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 going through a whole string here, Ed, of just lowest, lowest hanging fruit, lowest common denominator crap here. If all you can come up with is that he won with cowers, guys, like, I thought you were going to make a real point here, my man. I thought you were heading somewhere with some, you know, imagination or some information slash data that would support why it'd be best to have a change at head coach you come back with he won with R- Cowers Guys. Th- there's there's not a lower form of discussion related to this franchise than he won with Cowers Guys. It's just in, in addition to everything else, it's just such a turnoff. When you win a championship, you win a championship, look back at the caliber of some of the victories that those teams had. Look back at some of the close games that they had to win. Look back at the fire, the emotion, the scheming. And yeah, acknowledge that there were legitimately great players, not just Ben on those teams and that they were in fact called by the same general manager albeit working alongside two different head coaches so this idea that they won in 2009 with Cowers players completely eliminates Kevin Colbert from the equation and that ain't how it worked and if you want to talk about Cowers players, as long as you've lit me up here, let me remind that Ben Roethlisberger was neither Cowers player nor Colbert's player. He was Dan Rooney's choice. He was Dan Rooney walking into that room and overruling everybody to take the quarterback from Miami of Ohio. He wasn't Cowers player. And I'm going to say this, and it lights everybody up every time I do it, but because we're in Pittsburgh and because hockey is as popular as it is here, this is a very fair thing to bring up. No one ever, ever, ever suggests that Mike Sullivan won with Dan Bilesma's players. Sullivan took over the Penguins behind the bench in the 2015-16 season. In the middle of the season, a month in, he inherited, however you'd want to put it, somebody else's players, but he went on to win not one, but two consecutive championships. No one says Sullivan won with someone else's players. Wonder why? Wonder why? I'd love to say that I appreciate the question. I I appreciate everybody listening to the show, and I appreciate all of the feedback. This narrative is save it for radio talk shows, okay? I'm not those people. I'm not those people. I'm in and around the teams. I'm covering the teams that I talk about. I have actual information. And I'm not going to just say stuff here the way they do on radio to get the lowest, lowest, lowest of whatever to nibble at it for ratings or whatever, because I really don't care who listens and who doesn't. I just share my own viewpoint based on my own information. If you don't like Tomlin being this team's head coach, that's a fair stance to take but back it up with something other than that. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Sealers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. I promise.